The world-famous Conservation Canine Camp will next be running in southeast Queensland, Australia, from the 21st to the 25th of August. Join us with your dog to start your journey into conservation detection. Visit padfoot.com.au to book your place today. From the Field is a new series from the Conservation Canine Podcast where our very own conservation dogs person and ecologist Ella Watkins spends time working in the field with and learning from some of the best practitioners in the conservation dog sector world. Over the next few episodes of the series, Ella will be reporting back on the work she's undertaking with previous podcast guest Richard Santos and Hera from Dogs for Nature, searching for grasshopper egg pods in the same Conservation Canine Podcast. You're with us from the field. Well, we're on the way to the airport, hence the background noise, but you're here with us to wrap up our 2023 grasshopper season. What did we think of this year, Rita? It was good. Lots of challenges. Lots of challenges. So one of those being we didn't actually end up looking for egg pots, but we expanded our grasshopper cluster data instead. What happened with the egg pots? We're still... Trying to figure out all the variables where it's still a work in progress. We are able to find all the, the training, the settings, the blinds, but yeah, the eggpots themselves are mysteries. Yeah, we threw a few theories around. It was our, well, for starters, we don't know what the eggpots are made up of. We understand it's the dirt, but, you know, what other odors we could be looking for. So whether that threw us a low odour threshold um, or, you know, whether the samples had been contaminated, I guess. And or even if it's the eggshells in it. If yeah, or the adults. Yeah, if they, uh, if they came, the grasshoppers came out or not, if they were open or closed. There's still a lot of what kind of soil, how they were handled. Why did it catch? There's so many variables to work on. And I guess this is what happens when we pick a species that, for starters, is threatened. So you, there's obviously a lot of constraints on it around oh, that. Yeah. Yes. But also a species that very little information is known about. And there's a lot of protocols that you have to follow because it's actually listed as the, in the red list. Oh, that's right, on the IUCN red list. Exactly. So you cannot just go around and test and test and test. You have to sit through meetings and understand what you're allowed to do and how you're allowed to do it. Absolutely. So that was a lot of adaptive learning in the field then. Um, Yeah. Well, being a dog, we always say, the dog is the easy part. Hedda <laughs> yeah. had no problems. The problems is what are we doing? What do we need to figure out to communicate with Hera in order to find what we need? And not only did we have a lack of knowledge, but we had a time restraint. We only had <laughs> three weeks to figure it out and get it done. 
you got any ideas of what you're going to try next time? What? Oh yeah, I have, I have a very big list of things that I need to to narrow down from this year that we were able to, okay, we confirmed the, how deep it was. Even that, like, even that is tricky because of all the rain, the conditions. They still don't know why some egg pods hatch two years later and others just don't hatch at all. So with the captive, with the captivity uh, program, they, yeah, they're still trying to have observations of why things happen and the conditions things happen. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that I, yeah, I need to sit down and go, okay, yeah, we tried this, it worked like this, we tried that, we didn't try that. It's just too many, too much, too much. We need a lot of brainstorming to happen still. That's it. We need a, a lot of minds. Oh, yes. We can put it out to our brains trust here. Um, one of which a friend of the show recommended Headspace sampling. We were talking uh-huh. about that the other day. Oh, yeah. I would love that. Um, <laughs> and you can get the, the um, machines from universities. So even if we could put an egg pot in the machine to see what the odor concentrations come out as, so you understand what you're training head or on. Yeah, I think that would be a very good help. So, yeah, with the airports, I think we could get the permissions to do it. Not with grasshoppers, but yeah, with the airports, with the hatched ones at least, I think they would allow us to go through with that. So that was that was a very good suggestion. That was. We'll put it out in the universe. We'll make it happen. <laughs> um, just quickly, from my perspective, it was really interesting to see when you were tired or frustrated or bored, <laughs> and then how that reflected in Hedda's work ethic and searching behaviour. Okay. Um, you managed to bring her back into focus. Do you just want to talk to everyone about the types of things that you tried and what we spoke about about? Um, directing your dog and maintaining work ethic while also balancing, you know, the welfare? Sure. Uh, Loaded question. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, depending on the conditions that you were working on, under, sorry, um, for me was, it looks like a desert, right? And we're out in the sun for hours and it's, it's, it's not work with the winds, you have to narrow it down and look at the floor, you start to get dizzy a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, only the head rushes. Oh. Yeah, and your neck starts to hurt, all of the filter things. But yeah, so because I'm used to watch my dog work and I'm used to see behavior happening, I get bored very fast, so that obviously reflects on Era, and she just if it's too much heat, she'll just, yeah, she'll just stand there and be like, what are we doing now? Because this is not very, very nice. <laughs> I'm used to having fun. So there's many things you can try. Um, obviously, try to play with her. But again, if it's going to be too hot, you might want to conserve energy. 
you can try to rest if there's shade around or if you have your uh, swamp cooler on the dock. Um, you can try to rest for a bit. You can try to put her away or um, have her rest in a very good spot so she comes out again very happy to go search. You can try... What did I say more? I, I remember I... Oh, now you're putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> yeah. So well, we said we couldn't play with her because it was too hot. Yes. We didn't really want to rest her because it's not like she was tired. Well, on Wednesday, at least, she wasn't tired. And we could see the difference because on Tuesday... She was tired, so she just sat down, did not move, <laughs> looked at us and waited for us to do the work for her. But on Wednesday, she was she was bored. Um, I think ultimately you said that, you know, if, targets, any, yeah. Yeah, if anyone was to come and question you, you'd say this is typical behaviour of a low concentration or low density target area. Um, she's going to search her own way, but... You know, you're not overly stressed out about the situation, so... Yeah, you work with what you have. If you are already frustrated, and yeah, if your work is being already a, having a bad outcome on your mind, if you're going to pass that to the dog, it's just going to be awful. And there so, was no need to stress her out. So. <laughs> no, absolutely not. So, yeah, I just try to keep my mind focused on the job. And if she, in that day, if she wanted to work along, like she, sometimes she would tag along with an hour, sometimes she would do her own searches, sometimes she would sit. That's fine. Um, because we, the kind of work we were going for to improve the clusters, we need to find one individual anyway. So, yeah, and then I would obviously activate her and it's like, okay, we found one, let's find more and see how many we can find and how far. But you, you could see the difference of, for example, on Wednesday when she had multiple targets. So, because in the call itself, like within the center where we were working on, we were not allowed to go far, so she could not just go with the wind, pick up on multiple targets, like harnesses and nests and stuff. So she was like, yeah, I'm just going to sit here and rest for a minute. And while on Wednesday, she was like, oh, cool, we can just walk around and search and be curious about things. So she was actually more engaged in working exactly because she hit on the printed eggshells and then you found the skull, right? Yeah. yeah, that was a cool one too. And even though she wasn't on the target species, it kept her engaged while searching, which exactly. ultimately works. Yeah, just makes better. it exactly. Even if she's not going to alert for something, just let her smell it, let her be curious, let her be a dog, because that's what she is. <laughs> if it's not going to be fun, she's not going to work. So it was a really interesting uh, few weeks, and um, I certainly le- learned a lot about it from a. Uh, a handler's perspective, I guess. Um, a real perspective. A real, yeah, this is reality. You don't stop learning. It never gets easier. Uh, we had lots of situations where you'd throw me questions going, oh, what would you do in the field if your dog did this? And so I've, I have not stopped thinking. Um, 
I'll have to share some of the questions with, with no. people who want to yeah. know. Um, Please do. But um, what, what else we did with our time, because <laughs> uh, there was lots of it, we put together a list of skills that um, you wouldn't expect to be involved in this job. Yeah. Um, so this is just, you know, on-the-job training that we feel is required. Obviously, it's not the ultimate list. No. Um, yeah. If you if you think of any more, feel free to send them in, comment on it. Um, oh, please add more. Yeah, add we, more. we need to come up with the ultimate handlers or dog detection criteria or something. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first one I wrote down for me, you've got to be a sponge. Just absorb everything and anything you can. Never stop learning. Um, I think this was written on the morning that we woke up to a surprise in the corner after Hedda ate all that cheese. The little little bit of oh yeah, yeah, cleaning lady. <laughs> cleaning That's gonna lady. be your forever job. Mm. You're gonna have to be cleaning for cleaning everything, cleaning your house, your field house up there, leave, cleaning everything. So you're going to be forever a cleaning person. And you need to know the, yeah, I can be forever, sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry, go forever. Yeah, I was going to say you need to be an expert on the cleaning products because you need to know the ones that are bad for your dog. So you shouldn't be using strong chemicals like bleach around their noses and stuff like that. Anyway. Um, we did a lot of work um, talking about um, PT and physio. Oh, yeah. Um, we ran through some different exercises. And yeah, you saw Edda swimming today, so it's just good cardio. Good she cardio. Stop for an hour. It's good. It's just good in general. Water is great for their ligaments and muscles. So. And then with that, I guess, if anything does go wrong, you've got to be a good nurse. Oh, yeah. Um, know how to patch things up. <laughs> and you mentioned that it's not just when you're out of civilization, but when, for example, on the island, when the nearest yeah, yeah. vet is still 700 k's away, even though you're in a well-formed community. Yeah. So you've got to know enough to stabilize and potentially save your dog and yourself, for that matter. Yeah, it's not only your dog, yeah. because if you go, your dog is attached to you. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's not only the basic... Uh, SUS first aid kit for dogs is also for you, for yourself, like knowing yourself and know your weaknesses because if you're out in the field and you get sent to the hospital, where does your dog go? Yep, exactly. Um, with that, you showed me some really cool photos from your three day survival trip. <laughs> Talk us through some of the skills you learnt on that. To the wolves, they—they—they're <laughs> they, very cool people, and yeah, bushcraft. Know how to just make your camp. Know how to make your fires in proper conditions, safe conditions. You never know when you're gonna need a fire. Believe me. Even if you're out with society, there's gonna need. There's gonna be a day you're gonna need to get pull yourself through a night or. Just a very, very cold day that you decide to just, okay, this is not good weather, I'm not going to die of hypothermia. So yeah, I know how to evaluate the terrain, obviously. So all the map reading, know where the cliffs, where the water is, yeah, all, all orientation skills that where north is, if it's night, obviously. If it's night and cloudy, how do you get around if there's no 
<laughs> all of that. Um, and you mentioned there's a nine-day one you're looking at, oh, so yeah. you can um, check back in with us after that. I hope, yeah, I hope I have time to do that one. <laughs> um, we've learned this week that you have to be your own IT expert, <laughs> and if you can't figure it out yourself, you have to be your own hacker. <laughs> oh, man. Solve your own problems. Um, yeah, be a problem solver. That's, that's, have that mindset because, yeah. And not just logical, but adaptive and creative thinking. Common sense, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> and, and, and people take that for granted, but yeah, you put your dog in situations and people don't think like you, especially in different cultures. So you do have to be like, okay, this is different. Yeah. And with cultures, your interpersonal skills are... <laughs> Without that, you don't have a job. So, as much as you're in this industry because you don't like people, how important are people to you? Yeah, they are. Well, they are the connections. You, you do have to find your way to connect with people, and because they are the ones doing the science, we are just data, data collecting method. Uh, obviously, we can brainstorm a lot, but yeah, there's lots of good researchers out there that, although I'm not a people's person, I do love a good brainstorming about how can we get around that problem. So, yeah, I tried, me personally, I tried to connect with those people because that's what gets me going is find solutions for the problems and how can the dogs help. And although we're not primary researchers, we need to know our species, our landscape, the dangers, the culture we're walking into. Yep, you know, you're right. you are you are a researcher. You have to be your dog's researcher. Dogs, exactly. Plus a tracker for all animals. Like if you're out in the woods, you should know what you're walking into. You should know all the flora and fauna that is around you. If there's poisonous animals or plants, if there's yeah, all the dangers that can be all the fungus, all the yeah, mushrooms, for example, that if they puff your dog and just sniff that and end up in the hospital. So you do have to be a good tracker to just make sure that you pick up on the little clues that nature lives around. Um, and tell us a little bit about how important your car is to you. Oh! <laughs> You have not stopped talking about it this entire trip. I'm so proud of it. <laughs> you went to Grayson back. He's a champion. Um, now, yeah, you have to be a little bit of a mechanic. Although, I'm not speaking that of mine because he never gave me problems so far. But, yeah, field work cars, you, you don't know. But you, oh, sorry. you have to know how to get around the car, you know, change your tire that just blew up or, I don't know, fix something and the electricity on the car is not working out or <laughs> just basics basics yeah, the 101 mechanics because yeah. you're out in the field you're gonna need it change your tire <laughs> and then your driving skills obviously off-road yes snow oh man yeah no yeah know how to be comfortable in different terrains because it's gonna be very very important and please, please learn how to reverse with your car. <laughs> We've seen some case. awful parking this week. <laughs> Holy. And these are people in little micro cars. Yeah. But that's off topic. That's not yeah. dogs. Um, 
One thing I've enjoyed this week is grooming Hedda's nails. Having you got the little electric sandpaper buzzer thing and this is a dog who, you know, doesn't trust many people and doesn't like laying on her back with people and you, you can go share your video of it. <laughs> Rita took a video of me doing the nails and it's I'm not fighting with Hedda. No. She's just got her teeth out and her feet away and it was a lot of negotiation. But exactly. It's just an agreement. And yeah. She's just showing you that she disagrees with you. We went, although she respects you. We went from, oh, how long did it take us to do one paw that first time? Like half an hour or something. And then yep. the next time I managed to get all of her feet done. I mean, it did take us a while, but we worked it out. Yep. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, the reason for her to be sandpaper is just uh, she's getting old, and so her nails side want to make sure that. And they grow fast, her nails. Super fast. Super fast. If not every week, I need to do that every two weeks minimum. So she is, yeah, she she's tough. <laughs> she's a good dog. She's a very good dog. Um, yes. Yeah, and I guess the the last sort of skill that we came up with was decision making but we made oh we had an interesting conversation about yes you want to get work and you need to support yourself but you've also got to be able to decide when a job isn't suited for you and your dog so as good as it is to take all the opportunities you have um, you've got to be sensible I guess because at the end of the day, yes, you're representing yourself, but you're representing the industry. Yeah. So you don't need your greed to take no, over. Exactly. You need to be professional. And if it's not the right job for you, you should accept it and make sure that you're humble enough to take a step back and say, my, my dog won't be suitable for this. I would never accept a dog, uh, well, never say never, but with ERA, I would not accept a project that would require me to go near water all the time, like the from the toes and mm-hmm. toes, yeah. just because she enjoys water way too much. So I would be actually pulling her off something she loves to do to be working, which she likes to do, but comparing to water, that is nothing. Can you think of any more last-minute skills? Skills. <laughs> oh. No. No, that's okay. We I can... appeal to. I. I ask everybody to just. Yeah, please. comment. Send us in your. Please. Your skills. in a skill list for dog handling. Yep. This is obviously Possibly. our just quick five-minute yeah. brainstorm. Obviously, it's endless. Um, Thank you so much for following our first installation of From the Field Reader. It's, I cannot describe how amazing these last few weeks have been. I've had the best of times and the amount of knowledge that I've acquired uh, is just unmeasurable. It's like, we've sp- I don't think there's a topic we haven't covered. Literally everything from, you know, 
what to feed yourself when you're in the field. So here's how the taxes work in Portugal. Oh my god, I'll get started on taxes. Oh, that's a good skill to have. Too. Oh, understand your business. Financial. Oh. Um, do you have any last, last uh, words of wisdom for me or for our listeners? I should, but I don't remember. <laughs> that's okay. You... Oh, have fun with your dog. Have fun with your dog. Yes, just have lots of fun with your dog. Keep your dog happy. And I mean, we had a great time at the lake watching her duck dive for (laughs) I don't know how long she was under that water for and then picked up the biggest rock possible. Um, Yeah, keep your dog happy is the ultimate goal. We can do that. We can do that. Look out, Esky. I'm coming home. (laughs) Um, If you have any feedback from our first installation or if you have any topics you'd like us to cover people you'd like to hear from places you want me to visit feel free to reach out um, i know i would love to hear some feedback she's um, great you should take her <laughs> um, she's great fun <laughs> i try my best uh, shoot us a message or leave a comment or an email or however you can reach to us um and we'll get back to you as soon as we can thank you so much rita i'll uh, talk you. to you soon yeah Thank you for listening to the Conservation Canine Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, please like, share and subscribe wherever you find us.